Hello and welcome back to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Bridges, and here on the show, we dive deep into all things mothering, sistering, and humaning, because the roles that you play are something you learned, not who you are. Let's begin. Welcome, Katie Wood. I'm so happy to have you here with us today. Katie and I are just meeting for the first time, and I am holding Katie's book, A Simple Seed of Growth, Gratitude, and Giggles. Welcome to the podcast. Before Thank we you. dive into our conversation, I would love for you to just tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and also what does empowerment mean to you personally? Yeah, perfect. Thank you so much for having me. So I am first and foremost a mom to four kiddos, 10 and under. Um, I'm a fire wife. My husband's a fireman and paramedic and I'm a former teacher. So it is very crazy at this household. Mm -hmm. Um, but motherhood is hands down, um, the most important, I don't like to say job. I, I look at more as like gift opportunity, um, that we will ever experience. And I love pouring into my kiddos, which is why I created this journal in the first place that, I know we'll talk about more, but that leads into empowerment to me is really laying the carpet for others to do the same. So when we do things that are difficult or we go through hard times and create whatever it is that we do, empowerment is allowing others to say, I can do this too. And I think it's a beautiful thing to be able to walk the walk, no matter how hard it is. That's kind of what keeps me going to know that other people can take this same exact walk. It's believing in yourself so others can believe in themselves as well. I love that. It's so beautiful. And it's so in alignment with this book. Um, will you just tell us what instigated writing this book? And then we'll kind of dive into what the book is about. Yeah, sure. So, you know, um, five years ago, my daughter, uh, our third daughter, went through a major surgery at Boston Children's Hospital. She had something called craniosynostosis. And it's when the sutures of your brain, um, your skull, they fuse prematurely. Mm -hmm. And it was that time in my life, I found myself going down a very dark path. And my mind was spinning. I didn't like the thoughts I was having. And so I got up early in the morning before the kids got up, I'd light a candle and I'd really learn to center, center myself with reading something positive. I do um, a little prayer. I would practice gratitude and I really focused on getting my mind in the right place to start the day. And as I continued to do that, what I started to notice was a shift where when I saw my brain going down that dark path, I was able to stop it, have more awareness to turn my thoughts around and learn to really trust life as it was unfolding. And that's when I realized the power that your brain has and how you can use it in your favor first thing in the morning. And it doesn't take long. Mm. But when COVID hit, my big aha moment with this journal of really empowering kids first thing in the morning to start their day strong um, with the right mindset came when I was in my morning routine. My daughter, my second daughter came downstairs, whispered in my ear, can you teach me how to have these special mornings? And, and it was such a reminder that more is caught than taught in motherhood. And mm. they had been watching how I was shifting myself and my energy and wanted to be taught the same thing. And, and at that moment, something went through me. And I literally had this 
how have I not taught this to my own kids when Mm -hmm. I know this to be a huge advantage in life of just knowing how to start the day because it sets the whole tone. Now during COVID, I'm homeschooling three kids. I have a newborn. Here's my chance to teach them. And this is when this journal was born. Um, It was really a family project of how to have a positive impact first thing in the morning. Oh my gosh, what I'm appreciating about what you're saying too, just it's the first time I've heard more is caught than taught. Such a beautiful phrase and it's so true. And I know a lot of women listening are going to have a morning routine where they do their meditations and their prayers and maybe their journaling. And they want their kids to do it, of course, because they want everyone in their lives who they love to have this inspiring morning. Yep. But our kids can't necessarily catch it if they don't see us doing it or if they're not introduced to it. And that's true of so many things. If we're eating healthy, but not in front of our kids, they're not going to see, they're not going to catch on to that. They only know what they know. Yeah. So talk to us about creating this space, um, especially maybe if our, if we haven't had the space in the past, how do we create this chunk of time where we, you know, deepen into gratitude and a morning routine with our kids when the mornings are already so hectic and there are. So I, I, so it's titled a simple seed and the title is that reason because it's simple to do and it's simple to not do. And that as a parent is a choice. I 100% agree. Mornings can be crazy, especially when I'm home by myself and I have four small kids and we're getting out the door The whole intention of this journal is to make it short and sweet. So it is five minutes. And if, and the goal is to teach your kids how to use your existing time differently. Mm -hmm. So when they're eating breakfast, instead of staring at the back of the cereal box or fighting or arguing, you know, they are into this journal, which is a really powerful habit. The reason I love kids doing it at a young age, because who we are as an adult is completely formed in our early years of childhood. Mm -hmm. And it's the best time to teach good habits. It's why if they want to learn a language, they always say, teach them young, teach them young. They are receptive. Their brain is ready. Their hearts are open. Their mind is open. They don't really, you know, they're, they're open to it. And that's the beauty of teaching this routine at a young age. So it's only five minutes especially if you, your kid is a self-sufficient reader. It's some days I literally like they get the journal on their own and I'm making breakfast where Mm -hmm. it's now become a habit. And that didn't look like it in the beginning, but it's become that way after doing it time after time after again, I will tell you, is this mean every morning is perfect? No. Like, do we, we are not the Partridge family. We have bad moments still. I'll tell you the difference though. My kids have a heightened awareness after doing this for about a year now. Mm-hmm. They know when they have those bad days, they know how to stop, pause, step back, and turn their day around instead of letting the day spiral. And that's a beautiful thing because that's a habit we need as adults as well. Mm-hmm. And the power of focusing on gratitude, it is a secret ingredient to life. The younger you teach your kids to appreciate what they have instead of what they don't have, it changes everything. It is our most powerful uh, human emotion is gratitude. Wow. Yeah, I've I've really felt that in my own life. So to be able to bring that to kids at the earliest age possible. How do you talk about gratitude with your kids outside of the five minutes in the morning, if you do? Yeah, 
So, so in doing this journal, you know, it, it has that space for writing three things they're grateful for. The reason we like them to write it is because like anything in life, when you write things down, your brain processes it differently. So the, when I teach gratitude to the kids, it's about focusing on the little things in life. You know, sometimes I feel as parents, we feel our kids don't appreciate all that they have because we know that there's a whole nother world out there that doesn't maybe have running water or, you know, electricity. It's a luxury most of us take for granted. Mm -hmm. And you want to teach kids that, but it's sometimes it's like, how do you do that? So it's through conversations. It's asking important questions. How we do gratitude is that they'll write down three things. I always encourage it to be a new three things every day and the little things that they take mm -hmm. for granted, like mm -hmm. a spoon yeah. or, you know, um, a doorknob to make it open a door, like little things that we're just naughty. We're just going through life, just expecting them almost. And then I have them close their eyes and imagine life without that. Imagine if you never saw a spoon again and you should see them. They're like, well, how would I eat this? And then, and it takes your gratitude to another level. So that's just a little trick to have them close their eyes and picture their life without it. And then you just see it with a different set of lens. And at the end of the day, gratitude is simply an awareness. It's just being aware of all the, the magic and the beauty around us that so many of us just kind of walk through life without seeing. Okay, so I'd love for you to do that exercise with us as we're listening, to have sure. us just close our eyes now and feel the gratitude of having this routine in our lives and just picture, lead us through what a possible morning with this sure. routine could look like. Yeah, I love that. So, so you close your eyes and just picture yourself in, if it was for you, just in this, in this silence, in this bubble around you, um, with your candle and just feeling in your heart, the magic around us. Like we, we, we can look at life as that famous quote, everything is a miracle or nothing is a miracle. And it's choosing to see life as everything being a miracle. And just start to look around and start paying attention with a different set of, you know, eyes of all that we really do have and find something that maybe you've never given credit to, whether it is even a picture frame that every day holds a picture for you to see of the ones you love. Or when you walk outside the sun that works so hard, tirelessly, every day it rises for you. And, and feel your face in the sun and what a beautiful feeling that is, how it gives you warmth, it gives you light, or just put your hand over your heart and understand your heart beats a hundred thousand times a day without you even asking. And it does that for you. And how your body is made up of trillions of atoms that and blood vessels that if you were to put them, line them up next to each other, your body would circle the earth twice. Like we are magic it, it's, and it's amazing, but we take so much for granted. So just hold on to that and picture your life without the sun, without your heart working on its own, without any picture frames to remind you of the beautiful people in your life. And when you open your eyes again and you see them, you'll look at them with a totally different lens. Oh my goodness, that is so, so beautiful. So I hope that those listening 
actually pause to do the exercise and just know that you can go back to this recording anytime and really participate in that gratitude. So, so, so beautiful. So I'd love to hear if and how your partner is involved in this piece, this gratitude morning piece. Yeah. So I will tell you, my husband is the backbone to this book. I actually will be very honest. Everything I say is always real and honest. I don't know if I could have done it without him. Mm-hmm. He does a ton of behind the scenes. You know, I also chose to wrote or to write a book at a very chaotic time in my life. Yeah. Um, but when you have the same vision and purpose, this was our way, our legacy to our kids that God forbid something happens to us. They have our 100 most important lessons that we want to make sure our kids know. They have the opportunity to understand the power of gratitude. They have with the I am statements, the ability to know that what follows your I am's will follow you, that words have power and that I am statements are everything, that voice in your head. They'll know that there's, you know, there's a box that whose day can I make better where they're understanding at a young age the whole purpose of life is to make those around you better and teaching that at a young age that we really had that vision of like, this is going to be hard to do. And this is one of our entries, pick your heart, but maybe it's harder to not do because now we need to live with this dream in our heart that we're never going to follow. And that'll haunt us one day. So pick your heart is a, you know, a lesson we tell our kids all the time. It's, hard to study. It's harder to show up unprepared. So which one, which hard do you want? So he is, um, does all the behind the scenes with Amazon and fulfilling orders. And it is a lot. Um, not every day looks perfect. And there's been times that have been hard, but at the end of the day, we both are on the same page of what we feel is most important as parents and the gift we want to give our kids. And that all lies in this journal. And that's what keeps us going. And just like you are modeling gratitude, you're also modeling that piece of like, you chose what was hard. You chose to write a book. That is not an easy thing to do and step into that. Yep. Yeah. So what did it take from you to choose to do the hard thing? And I'm asking, the intention of my question is for those listening who are grappling with maybe something, a dream that feels hard. And they're saying, you know, part of them is saying, this is just too hard. And we have all the excuses and all the evidence for why maybe we shouldn't do the hard thing. So I'd love for you to speak to that. Yeah. You know, I'll kind of just go back to what I just said. And, you know, this really came from Mel Robbins. These, this Mm -hmm. isn't my own little wisdom, but from my experience and my um, wisdom behind doing hard things, I think the hardest paths in life are lead to the most amazing destinations. And I don't think we are put on this planet to be mediocre. I really don't. I think there's so much more in us and it's, we have to honor our dreams. And if something is coming to you and it's day in and day out, you keep getting these signs or these feelings like I got to record that podcast. I need to write that book. I need to be the coach of that basketball team. I need to do what I don't care if it is tiny or huge. If it keeps coming into your life, that is life's way, the universe's way of saying, 
here is something I know you can handle. You, it is going to keep showing up until you accept it. And if we don't choose these difficult paths, pick your heart. It will haunt you. You mm -hmm. will get to a point one day where you will say, I can't believe I never wrote that book. I can't believe I never started that business. It will haunt you. So it's either you go through the difficult path of facing the hard things of writing a book and rejection and getting edited, you know, all the edits and staying up till two in the morning and financial investments, all that stuff that come with it. Or the alternative is that that dream keeps showing up in your life and you're choosing not to do with it. And regret is way more difficult than any hardship on, on any dream way more difficult. So it's pick your heart of which one you want to do and going into it, knowing it's supposed to be hard. If it was easy, everybody would do it, but what a, an amazing feat to be able to do something and show your kids it can be possible, which goes back to your first question of empowerment, showing other people, if I can do it, then you can too. Yeah. And I also want to add that not every season of life has to be hard. We don't always have to be in the grind. Yep. There can be ease, but then after the easeful times can, there are hard times and we can lean into the hard and we can do hard things. We can, we, can. we sure can. And to me, that's one of the most important things that I want to teach our kids is that we can figure anything out. Like you can do hard things is part of life's menu. You can do it. You just have to take it one step at a time. Okay. So Katie, what is your next hard thing? So this book is going to be a series. So we created our first journal, the first five minute journal for parents to connect parents and kids to have a little more calm in the complete chaos of the mornings mm -hmm. and be intentional and start the day right for kids. We just finished the school edition. So this book's entering a lot of schools um, where teachers are able to um, use this alongside their students to center themselves and focus on gratitude and mindset and social emotional learning because it's been proven to help improve their cognitive function. So it's starting to enter schools. The third journal I'm co-writing with my sister. So it's like a chicken soup series. Hmm. The third journal is a mindset um, journal for athletes, for middle school, high school athletes of really teaching the power of the mind. You know, I played, um, I was a walk-on for division one basketball team and ended up earning a scholarship. And I can tell you the only way I did that was by controlling what was going on in my head. Cause that was a really hard, difficult moment and time. But when you understand how much power your brain really has in the sports world, in the life world, in the business world, you have an advantage. You have a huge advantage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How has it been to work with your sister to collaborate with her? Awesome. So awesome. She's a basketball coach. You know, it's, it's, it's she's a mindset coach. Awesome. We both have, we had seven daughters and then our, my little son was born. Both our husbands are firemen. She lives one street over. We have, we have pretty similar lives and it's, we're yin and yang at the same point. So what I bring to the table, she doesn't. And what she brings to the table, I don't, you know, we make up for each other and it's a, it's a nice pair. 
I am loving hearing that so much. A big part of the work that I do is around sistering. So not everyone who is listening to this has a sister like you do. Is the yin to their yang and vice versa, who lives a street over. So I just want to feel into maybe some the empty spot that some that some of us are feeling around the lack of that sistering. And also feeling into just your message about gratitude around, well, can we make space for a sister, maybe not a biological sister, but another another support in our lives so that we can feel that connection because I know that that sense of collaboration creates so emanates out from our life. So just want to make space for those of you who are hearing Katie's talk about her sister and wanting someone in your life who you can co-create with as well and just make space for that person to come in. Yeah. Well, sister friends are very powerful as well. So that if you, you know, if, if having a sister or not having a sister is your, you know, the path that life gave you, then you find those sister friends because they can definitely be the yin and the yang to your life. Yeah. Well, before we close, is there anything else that you want to make sure we touch upon? You know, I think the biggest thing is that, you know, we we have such an opportunity as parents to pour into our kids. And I think I love to bring awareness to how powerful those early ages are. And and even if your kids are in middle school, high school, it's never too late. But our role as a parent is to be the best version of ourselves so that we can make our kids the best version of themselves. And just like a teacher goes into the day with teacher plans and a a business owner goes in with a business plan, we don't have a plan as parents. You know, the day you have a daughter is the day you be, or a son is the day you become a mom. Like it, it it's a very overwhelming um, role. And without a plan, what happens is life flies, you know, decades fly and we rarely pause. And the last thing we want to do is send them to college one day or off wherever their path is asking ourselves, did we do enough? And and the whole intention of this journal is to have that plan of here are a hundred really important life lessons that you want to teach your kid, but maybe you're not thinking of it or you just, you feel you don't have the time and it's created to be simple, to plant that seed, to give our kids that really strong foundation and those roots that when they grow up and, and life throws them curves balls, which we know that will, they can stand firm and stand strong knowing they have the tools necessary. Yeah, and we'll put a link in the show notes about where they can get the book. Is there anything else you want us to include in those notes or a website that you want our listeners to go to to learn more about yeah. you? So you can check out simpleseedjournal.com, which will give more information. And if you have any questions or interested in um, schools, we have some businesses that are sponsoring schools, you know, Uvalde school system, um, the, all the fifth and sixth graders got a journal and that's how they're starting their day. Um, and that was sponsored by a business, which is a really beautiful thing. So that it can be emailed at simpleseedjournal at gmail. Wonderful. Thank, Thank you. For you. That. 
Yeah, so to close, I would love to hear from you one next empowering action that you want to invite our listeners to take. Yeah, you know, I'm going to stick with the theme of gratitude. I, I really encourage you, an action item you can do on your phone, on your Alexa, set a timer. We we are just, we so much of what we do is on autopilot. You know, our bodies are created that way. It'll tell you when you're hungry, when you're tired. We are created to simply survive. And unless we have those interruptions that heightened awareness, the day will just go by. So set your phone for 12 o'clock, whatever it may be, and just say pause and just find something to be grateful for. And the more you do that, I can promise you, it'll change the lens in which you see the world. And it's interesting, I saw recently, grateful really means the gratefulness of life. And the more you practice that gratitude, the more life will give you to be grateful for. So beautiful, thank you for that. Thank you, um, thank you for this. That's all for today, but here's what I want you to remember. Empowerment is an inside job. The only one who can empower you is you. Bye. Take care.